Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. The bell has sounded, and it's time for Tornado Tag Radio. Now making their way to the ring, it's your hosts, John and Marianne. Thank you, Irving. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 142 of Tornado Tag Radio here on NOTLG.com. We are going to talk about... King of Pro Wrestling, just a little bit. We're going to talk about Hell in a Cell, Raw, SmackDown, uh, some breaking news, breaking sad news. But uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the wrestles. My name is John, and joining me as always is the B-boy to my homicide, Marianne. Hello. Remember that time Tim Don beat homicide? Sure. I'm going to keep bringing that up because I think it's so funny. Hi, how are you? I'm uh I'm doing all right. I just uh broke a he- um some headphones, which is um not He's ideal. Pretty devastated. I'm very upset about it. Uh, mainly because I didn't think they were that flimsy. Showed me those headphones did. Uh, besides that, I'm okay. We're recording a day earlier than we usually do because I'm headed down to Anaheim to go to Disneyland for I think about three and a half days holy shit i'm so jealous with my family and it should be a grand old time and i'm very excited about that uh not excited because i won't have my headphones with me uh because they are broken as i have stated they are broken they're much like matt hardy they are broken marianne how are you doing that was a nice tangent you went on i'm i'm okay i guess i'm still like bummed about boys and stuff. I'm not going to even get into Marianne relationship podcast, but I got played and I'm really pissed about it. And huge shout out to, I'm just going to do it now. Huge shout out to Brazilian Fury, Chris, for your being there for me for all-star weekend. So I don't have to fucking stay anywhere near that piece of trash that broke my heart. So like broke my heart is kind of an exaggeration. It was just really hurt me and kind of blindsided me. But um, other than that, I'm doing fine. Like work today, I went pretty well. I didn't like do anything terrible. I don't know. I got to work yesterday and I took the picture that I had of the, the guy that I was talking to that I had on my desk and I just ripped it up and I went to find my coworker and I was like, can I have your lighter? And I just wanted to burn the pile of paper. I was just so fucking pissed. But other than that, um, I'm fine. Tim Dons made me feel better. That's the second time I've mentioned him in like less than what five minutes. This is so exciting. I mean, so, I'm I'm excited. I love Tim Donst. He is my boo. He is there for me always. Um, also, Keith is gonna beat every boy that ever hurts me with a pool noodle. Are you down? I mean, sh- sure. Down to help him? He says he's gonna tie a bunch of rubber duckies together to make like a lasso with like a pool floaty on it, and then he's gonna beat them with pool noodles. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I mean, whatever, well, whatever works. Well, Keith. Um, but yeah, I did uh, a photo shoot over the weekend with Antonia Nia, who I swear to God, she snapped at me so many times for calling her Antonia on accident. Oh, yeah. And she was like mad at me. She's like, I've been telling you for years and I wanted to be like, bitch, no, you've been telling me for a month. I know you've been wanting to call that, but you haven't been angrily telling me for like less than a month. She's like, I've been telling you for years. And I'm like, no, you haven't. So it's like it was just irritating because she was being mean to me about it. But um, (laughs) I had fun. Uh, The photo shoot was fun, I guess. It was exhausting. Um, I spent most of it sad. 
I was trying to distract, distract myself, but I spent most of it sad. Um, I didn't get to watch Hell in a Cell, and I actually really wanted to, but you said that it's fine. Yeah. But I did watch SmackDown, and you didn't, so it's fair. It's fair. We, uh, I, I don't know what happened. I was like, I'm going to watch SmackDown when I got home, and then I just, it, it didn't. It didn't happen. No, I just didn't watch it. Oh, wow. I mean, if you must know, I was on the phone. So Excellent. Yeah. I watched Raw at the gym. I saw that. You sent me, um, I think it was a Snapchat, right? Yes, it was. Oh, I it... went to the gym. I had a session with a personal trainer. And then afterwards, I watched the second half of Raw at the gym. And yeah, it was an interesting experience. Oh, I bet. I mean, we'll, yeah. get, to, we'll get to Raw. I need you to remind me. Uh, to go over my new top 10 because I didn't last week. Okay. I also didn't me... do a lot of editing last week, apparently. <laughs> Ooh. Um, Ooh. Sorry about that. Apparently it was funny. I don't know. Um, so uh, I uh, we had a, uh, a person ask us if we could review King of Pro Wrestling, and I said, sure. Uh, I only made... I only really watched one match. I didn't watch uh, the last... How many matches is this? Six matches? But I did watch because I remember last week I said I wanted to figure out who Rapongi 3K was. And uh, I was actually correct. It was the Tempura Boys uh, repackaged with Rocky Romero by their side. Um, and they actually defeated Funky Future of uh, Shitty Trevor and Taguchi. So they are the new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. That's that made me smile. You just called him Shitty Trevor. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what he is. So uh, Sho and Yo are the new uh, Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. And uh, that, that match was pretty fun. Actually, I'm sorry. I also did watch the Killer Elite Squad uh, versus Gorillas of Destiny versus War Machine match. And that match was all right. I mean, everyone was just hitting each other with weapons, and I wasn't really sure if that was part of the rules, but nobody really seemed to uh, get disqualified. So there you go. That's my short review. Uh, I'm sure everything else was great. I mean, I'll I'll get to I'll get to it eventually. Maybe this weekend when I have some downtime, which I don't even know if I will. So Hell in a Cell. You want me to talk about Hell in a Cell? All right, let's do yes. it. Yes. Uh, man, this uh this show was was it a shit sandwich? I feel like there's been pay per views that were worse. My God, the main event was 39 minutes long. That is ridiculous. no way. That is ridiculous. So let's see here. Was it a shit sandwich? I didn't watch the um, Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin, Hype Bros match. Fuck you. Wow, all right. That was well, little, no, that's fine because I didn't watch it either, and aggressive. I feel like I let Mojo down, and I love my Mojo. Um, but the first match right out the gate was the Hell in the Cell tag team match uh, for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. The Usos taking on the New Day. My god what a match this match was um i uh, i feel like i saw somebody go oh this i don't know if i can watch the usos and new day like anymore because they've wrestled all the time and i'm like fuck you they should wrestle always forever you mean fight forever they should fight forever uh this match was great they did a lot of innovative things i was kind of surprised to see xavier woods in the match because I thought it was Kofi at first, but um, he did great. I'm I, glad that they put Xavier in. He did a spot where he just under the ring was like every Francesca he had. 
and he was just like hitting the Usos with all of them. Like they were all different colors. It was pretty great. Uh, they also did a really cool spot where they took a bunch of kendo sticks and trapped one of the Usos um, in the like corner of the cage and put the kendo sticks like they blocked him in so he couldn't move. It was and, like a TP of kendo sticks. Not a TP. Like they they. Um, how great them, would that have been, though? I mean, that would have been cool. But he, they put them through the chain links, so he couldn't oh. get out. Yeah, it was really cool. Like, they, they, they blocked him in there. That makes me wonder why hasn't that been done before. Exactly. Like, we were all sitting here. How many years of Hell in a Cell have we had? It's um, a lot. I would say at least... Man, when was the first Hell in a Cell? 97? So, I mean... <laughs> oh, my God. The Hell in a Cell match is 20 years old. And they've never done that? No, that's the first time I've ever seen it. And it was really cool. Um, New Day ends up losing to the Usos. And I went to WWE Shop immediately and bought a Day One is H shirt. Because it was about time. calling it that forever. Because it was about time. Oh, I just realized I didn't watch uh, SmackDown, so you're going to have to tell me about um, um, Breezango. Anyway, yes. we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Randy Orton, Rusev, eh. Uh, the, actually, the Baron Corbin, and I'm not just saying this because Big Breakfast won the United States Championship. Um, I they, they put Tyler, or Tyler, oh my God. They put Ty Dillinger into the match, so it was a triple threat match uh, between Dillinger, Styles, and Corbin. Uh, it was pretty good. I mean, just... I knew exactly right when you told me that that's what happened. I knew exactly what was going to happen, and I was right. What do you mean? I knew exactly how it was going to end, and I was right. Oh, where Dillinger would eat the pin. Yeah. Yeah. There was a brief moment in time where I thought Ty was going to win the match. Like, they had me fooled. I, it was hook, line, and sinker. I was there in it, and I went, oh, my goodness, this is going to happen. And it didn't. <laughs> you but... said you said eat the pin, and in my mind, in my mind, my Mojo Rally voice just went, eat the pin. Like, when he went, eat that food to Baron Corbin. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Forever a classic moment. We had Charlotte Flair and Natalia, and uh, Charlotte Flair wins via disqualification in like the dumbest thing. Yeah, like I do I not did care. I want to say this once again: the SmackDown Women's Division is stale. We got to do something and quick. And then we had uh, Jinder Mahal defeating Shinsuke Nakamura again. Goodness me! We'll talk a little bit more about Shinsuke. Uh, somebody asked us a question. We'll get we'll get to that. Uh, the Singh brothers were ejected from ringside, so technically Jinder won by himself, but he won via nefarious means, sort of. So, And then I called it Bobby Roode taking on Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler came John, out to— you were, let me say ahead of time, John, you were so excited. I was, because the mu his music started, and I went, oh, this is so dumb. And then it like did the record scratch, and then his— Titantron went away and the music went away and it was just a black blackness with a spotlight and he was wearing black and white trunks like the most plain of his trunks. Let me just say that's exactly how he came out on Smackdown Live too. Perfect. Did they did they do the record scratch music? Yes. I don't uh, I think they need to just stop doing that and have him just come out regular. Yes. So, yeah, I mean uh, Bobby Roode gets the win, but he got the win like in a weird way where they were doing these like they were rolling each other up and then Bobby Roode won by like 
pulling the tights. And I didn't really think we were trying to make Bobby Roode. That's like a heel move. You don't do that. But all right. It was pretty dumb, but whatever. And then we had the main event, which was Kevin Owens taking on Shane McMahon in a false count anywhere hell in a cell match, which uh, made more sense with the ending. These guys uh, beat the shit out of each other. And they did some very uncomfortable spots on the top of the cell. Like uh, Kevin Owens did the pop-up powerbomb to Shane McMahon on the top of the cell. It was very scary just because you just think of McFoley falling through that. But of course they take the precautions. Dad's on a cell. Dad's on a cell. It, it happened. They were on the cell and uh, it ended. What are, what are they fighting over? What's the most dad thing you could be fighting over? Their remote control. I don't know. How to cook a steak. Sure. The gr- <laughs> the tongs for the grill. There you go. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Um, it ended. The match ended with Shane McMahon deciding he was going to dive off the cell again. But as he dove off the cell, someone moved Kevin Owens from the table and Shane McMahon crashed and burned. And that someone who helped Kevin Owens was Sami Zayn. Young Samuel Zayn. My goodness. And he not only did he help him, you know, not die or be crushed, uh, he rolled Shane McMahon over and kept Kevin Owens he put Kevin Owens' body on top of his and told the referee to count. My, My goodness. God. So that was uh that was hell in a cell. We will talk about SmackDown. Marianne will and I will apparently give thoughts on it. But we have more uh man. Let's talk about Monday Night Raw, shall we? Can we please? Holy freaking things. Monday Night Raw opens with uh, the second edition of the Mizzies, and we're giving out Mizzies. And the first recipient is uh, Curtis Axel, and he's talking, which is insane. Man, I love it when Miz gives awards to people that aren't Miz. <laughs> Me too. Because I feel like... I feel like Miz gives awards to people, but he really means to give them to Miz. But he actually gave a Mizzy to Cold Beer. He did. I wish he'd call oh, him Cold Beer. Dude... Fuck, cold beer is so tan. <laughs> he's like the darkest of beers. The darkest of so he's like um a tri- a triple IPA <laughs> or a stout. I'm sorry, he's a stout. Stout Axel. <laughs> S- stout Axel. So he's giving out Mizzies. Uh, Curtis dedicates his Mizzy to Bo Dallas, who is I don't know where he is. Probably just staying as far away from his brother as possible. Anyway, more on that later. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus, they also win Mizzies. They're, they're very happy about that. And then, the- um, my love, I loved how people were cheering when they won a Mizzy. Yes. <laughs> it was fucking great. Sheamus's speech was like real close to becoming a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> yes. Do you hear him? Yes. I but do. my favorite thing was holy shit balls. I did send you this in a Snapchat. Seamus has a Noel Fielding Mighty Boosh patch on his coat. Yeah. And I don't know if I am a huge Seamus fan yet or not. So because that's fucking incredible. When are you buying the bar shirt? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I don't know if I will, but that little skull, like monkey skull weird thing, yeah. that is from the Mighty Boosh, and it is an artist drawing piece by Noel Fielding. And I don't know why else they would put it on there unless he actually knew what it was. And he's Irish, so that wouldn't surprise me if he's seen it before. Well, I'm I'm sure he puts those patches on there because he also has Pickle Rick on there from uh, Rick and Morty, and he's a huge Does Rick he really? and Morty. Yeah, he's a oh huge my God, Rick that and Morty makes me so happy that he has a Mighty Boosh one on there. Oh man, Seamus. Climb in the rungs, man. You are like way cool now. 
Um, that Cesaro sign in the back. Did you see it? Um, no. Somebody was holding a Cesaro sign. I didn't read what it says, but all I noticed was that they had spelled Cesaro wrong. Oh my god, that's terrible. Yeah, How like dare Cesaro they? with an A. Wait, what do you mean like, Cesaro with an A? Like says like Cesaro, like C A. Oh, ugh. I'm yeah, like Cesaro has an A in it. <laughs> I would, no, with, yeah. Two A's, two A's. Trust me, I know how to spell Cesaro. All hail, he's a babe. You just made the list. He is the babiest of babes. Oh, my question for you is: um, first of all, my, my God, I love Cesaro. Second of all, do you ever think Seamus has trouble finding Cesaro in the dark for their entrance? Oh. Uh, maybe. I mean, that could be a legitimate concern. <laughs> could you could picture him stumbling in the dark trying to find him? These are the real questions, honestly. He just, they, <laughs> the lights come back on, they have both fallen over. <laughs> Seamus is like nowhere near him. It's like pin the tail on the donkey. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm, I'm down. Oh my goodness. So, um, The Miz, he's going on a rant. And he says, he says, much like uh, AJ Styles theme music, the Shield don't want none. They don't want any of this. We're awesome. I came to Miz. Um, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that's an that's an inside joke for two people, and you are not one of them. I know, but you can turn Miz into you can replace Miz with so many words. Miz is like the best pun, like. You could just replace it with so many things. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna do a Mad Lib and just have Miz be a bunch of the words. <laughs> so uh, the big dog, the greatest wrestler on God's green earth, the destroyer of the Undertaker, Roman Reigns comes out and he gets a pretty big ovation. I was yeah. pretty surprised, honestly. I'm I wasn't because they already had Shield shirts out, dude. Okay. Can we please talk? Okay, so what what segment did that happen in? I was so fucking mad. I think it was the Enzo segment. Yeah, it was the end. It was the Enzo segment. They showed someone in the crowd wearing the new Shield shirt, and yeah. they hadn't come out in the shirt yet. And I went, "Wow, good job, production crew. Really fuck that up." But uh, so Roman comes out and he says, "Oh, the rumors." The rumors of the shield getting back together? Who said anything about going, rumors? I'm not going to freak out. Oh, you'd fr- you freaked out. I know you did. I was I was on an elliptical. Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, I could. That would go horribly wrong for you. It did. <laughs> so, rumors, who said anything about rumors? And here comes uh old Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose. And I didn't even write that Seth Rollins came out. My next note is just oh my lord, Mrs. face. Miz was just acting up a storm here. I hope Miz's child looks just like him. I hope so, too. I want a baby Miz with baby Miz facial expressions. <laughs> I am. Uh, that just reminds me down. of. Do you remember the old Nickelodeon show Wienerville? Oh, my God. Barely. <laughs> Where it was like his face, but in like a baby's body. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> I'm so disturbed by my own imagination right now. Ugh, Mark Wiener, <laughs> Wienerville. I will get okay. So I did see this part when I was at work, and I was silently jiggling around behind my desk, trying not to squeal obnoxiously. <laughs> I was like, 
like trying to be quiet, like jiggling around in my chair. And so it's like all you because there's no music in my work. Right. It's all silence. And so all you heard was just my office chair going. And I was like, ah, <laughs> by myself. So uh, Seth eventually makes his way out and we uh, we're we're headed to the ring and we get a uh, vintage shield, as Michael Cole may say. They surround the Michael ring. Michael Cole doesn't know any other synonym for vintage. He does not. They surround the ring, get in the ring, you know, does as the shield would do. And the Miz is just begging off. He's like, guys, it's fine. Don't, please don't hurt me. And then they end up triple powerbombing the Miz. And we get... Trips powerbomb. We get the shield fist bump from the actual shield. And, um, yeah. Dude, can we talk about how excited Dean is? To have friends again. He loves friends. It was fucking adorable. Dean it was like my favorite thing. He was like clearly so fucking excited. Like he didn't even know what to do with himself. No, he didn't. But like, it was great. Do, do you know what I mean? He was just like all over the place, just like hugs and just so happy for the <laughs> chaos. I was like, this is so cute. Did you see all of the tweets that Renee was doing? Um, I saw just the, uh, Beyonce one. That's the only one. You I saw, saw the Beyonce one. Yeah. She posted another one of Kristen Bell. Just like, sobbing. Oh, I saw that one. <laughs> and then, um, I think she, she posted another one and it was really fucking funny. And I can't remember what it was. It was perfect though. She was, just, she was like marking out herself. Like, but lately she's just been like really publicly affectionate, like about Dean. And it's right. so cute. It is so fucking cute. She posted an Instagram story with him today, and it was just, like, the two of them together, and he looked miserable, and she was just, like, so happy, and there was just hearts everywhere. It was so cute. Great. Oh, it was great. So uh, it, it becomes official. It's The Miz, Cesaro, and Sheamus taking on The Shield in a TLC match at TLC in just two short weeks. Oh, boy. More on that later. Uh, young Enzo Amore comes out being as annoying as ever and he calls out Kurt Angle and he says hey I don't like things that you're doing you're stupid and Kurt Angle says all right well I mean if you don't want to face Kalisto at TLC that's fine you can we'll have that match tonight and Enzo says all right fine only if it's the main event and Kurt says you got it and then he says oh by the way it's a lumberjack match. We will uh, address this lumberjack match obviously later in Raw, but we will address the uh, what is it? The controversy around it? I guess it's controversy. Yeah, I was just bummed because when it did happen, Drew Gulak wasn't in a lumberjack suit. <laughs> well, he's a professional, so he's got to be wearing a regular suit. Oh, he could have at least worn like a flannel tie. Yeah, that actually would have been more proper. I feel so. Uh, next up, we have Braun Strowman taking on Matt Hardy. And here's my uh, – I have a Corey Graves quote of the week. You Good. Ready, you ready for this? I know exactly which one you're talking about. Uh, Michael Cole says, Corey, how would you approach a match with Strowman? And <laughs> Corey says, I'd probably go back to college. <laughs> that is such, such a Bobby Heenan line, and I absolutely loved it. So there is my – me making the return uh, to uh, Corey Graves' quote of the week. Look at that. And, uh, you know, Strowman just kind of had, I mean, Matt Hardy gets some offense in, but whatever. It is just, you know, Strowman beating up a dude. And he's just taking Matt Hardy somewhere at the end of this match. Ah, he's just taking him. He's just taking him somewhere. And, um, unfortunately for Braun Strowman, uh, the shield with new shield shirts. Man, what do you. All of a sudden, 
Yeah, all of a sudden they have new shirts. How what do you feel how do you feel about these shirts? What do you uh do you like um, them? Um you texted me about it and I was like, You don't need it. It's a classic gray, blue, and uh like navy black yeah, shield pattern. Yeah. Um it looks a lot like the one that I have. And the already. one that I also have, yeah. Yeah. Um I like it. I'm kind of I mean, I think it's cool that it's got all their little symbols on the on their gloves. I think that's People cool. were pissed cuz they played Roman's music. Well, Roman's they didn't music started with the shield. Oh, they didn't do the Sierra. The, and I was like, they're gonna "Get over it." They're going to do that at TLC. You know they They are. have to. They have to. And I freak out and make that my ringtone again. But I when this happened, when they walked out, this is when I was at the gym. And ah. I good fucking lord. I was like on the elliptical machine and I couldn't be jumping up and down while I was watching it, but I had like my mouth was wide open and I was like ah! <laughs> as I was on the elliptical machine like I was running from like a crazy like zombie or something like oh I was God. going insane like it was so stupid but I'm facing a wall and not other people so that's fine fair you know. I mean that's fine yeah I was freaking out though like I know if anybody looked I looked like freaking excited like it was it was ridiculous like oh my god I like almost tripped and fell which is I'm sure what you were thinking I was going to do yeah it almost happened almost well I mean we can't have everything much as the Rolling Stones once said you can't always get what you want um I think you did watch yeah i know you did watch the hulu version right yes i feel like at this point unless we state otherwise to people listening we are watching the hulu version okay so my my thing was beforehand they had talked about there was a, a clip before that i believe where it was kurt angle with the women right that was before no, that right no no it wasn't no not yet we're not there yet okay okay so the shield beats up Roman, and we get the old Not shield. Not Roman. I'm sorry. The shit. Well, oh my goodness. Oh no, that's what's gonna happen soon, though. Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, the shield beats up Braun Strowman, which is probably what I was wanting to say. Uh, and we get the old shield zoom in and zoom out camera work, which is just a thing of beauty. I don't know why they do that. Maybe to make it look more chaotic. I don't know. Uh, the shield backstage was great when they're all walking backstage and Charlie comes up to them <laughs> and Seth calls her Charles. He, that's all he's ever called her. Oh, is it really? He always calls her Charles. That's even better. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought that was great. I like that Roman. So can we call her Colonel Charles? Colonel Charles. Yes, <laughs> that is her. Um, so we, we talk about how stale the, uh, SmackDown women's division is, but, uh, let's talk about Mickey James just again spitting the hottest of fires, uh, verbally destroying, um, Alexa Bliss. You just made the list. I was going to try and compliment her more than just saying her name, but I couldn't think of anything, so here we are. Uh, she tells her to jump on out of that booster seat and uh, come on down to the ring. And Alexa comes out, and she made a video for Mickey. And my God, this voiceover. Alexa, the third vaudevillain. <laughs> um, I also just have something that says, you're as old. Huh, you're as old. You're, you're very old. Did you know you're old? Oh God, it's just so terrible. I don't care. But besides, it's mean. I think it's mean. Besides <laughs> that, I feel like this feud is uh, pretty great. Mickey James is just, and she called her biscuit butt, which I don't know what that means. And you could kind of—it's a very southern insult. You could see Alexa Carly was like losing her mind. You could see Alexa be like, "What? I don't. Un I guess 
All right. She started laughing. Yeah, it was good. Uh, and then they f- they fought for a little bit, and then that was the uh, the end of that. And then we had the women's segment. Who will face Oscar at tables, ladders, and chairs? We have Alicia Fox being all Alicia Fox, psycho. Bailey, Sasha, and uh, Dana. Dana Brooke says she feels like she doesn't exist sometimes. I felt so bad because one, she's right, and two, her hands don't match her body. Her hands were like white, and the rest oh, of her was, I was like, like orange. What are you talking? Her about? hands were closer in color to her hair, which is like gray white. Yikes! It was all bad. But um, I don't know what happened, but I love Dana Brooke. <laughs> like, when did that happen? I don't know. I feel like it happened a little while ago. Yeah, like, I don't know when and why, but I'm a Dana Brooke fan. But, uh, but we'll get to that later. We will. Uh, Emma. You just made the list. Comes into frame and she says, I started the diva revolution. I'm trending on something. Put me in the match. And Kurt Angle says, fine, we're going to have a fatal five way. It's going to break the Internet. And then Alicia Fox goes, I'm going to break you for bailing on me last week. Yes. My God. Uh, (laughs) Kurt Angle says, I know. I know. Kurt Angle says, fine, fatal five way. Whoever wins will face Asuka, which... Um, Keep in mind, his face was brilliant this entire time. Yes. Uh, we then had another backstage segment with The Miz and Kurt Angle. And uh, Miz says he wants another partner. And Kurt Angle says, what are you talking about? And previously, in that uh, backstage segment with Charles, Dean Ambrose said, it doesn't matter if it's three guys, four guys, five guys, six guys. We'll take them all on. So Miz says, he said that. I want another partner. And he says, fine. And he goes, cool, I got one. And Braun misses his cue. And we're just staring at a door for 25 it seconds. It was so bad. I was like, really? That is like, ugh. Yeah. But Braun comes like, in. I feel like that kind of, I feel like th- like segments like that, cues get missed constantly. Yeah. It's like you can't even blame Braun. You just like, come on. I feel like the only person who doesn't ever fuck up their cues for things like that is any member of the Shield. Yeah, because they're true. used to swarming in unannounced, so they're they're used to being like right on their toes. But other <laughs> people, it's like they're you expect them to be there, and it's always awkward. It's like it's always awkward when they call someone out to the ring. Yes, ugh, and you have to wait for like ever, and it's the worst. Yeah, agreed. Uh, agreed. So Braun Strowman is added to this main event at TLC, which all right, I guess. I don't know. I just, I, it's already. I don't know where this is going. I don't either. Um, another thing I don't know where it's going. Uh, Finn Balor comes out to a, uh, too sweet chant and, uh, he says Bray Wyatt is desperate for the WWE universe to listen to his garbage. And, um, yeah. He's not wrong. He is not wrong. And, um, my next note is I literally do not care about this. Um, can I just say, I think somebody on Twitter said it brilliantly. But uh, Bray Wyatt, so Sister Abigail turns out to just be a Snapchat filter. <laughs> it's true. With a yeah, a Snapchat, <laughs> a Snapchat filter with a voice. With a voice changer. Oh my god! Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's completely what happened. And uh, we talked to Sister Abigail. She says, "Man, you're real mean to to Bray, and I'm gonna." punch you in the face i don't know who cares i need to i need to go back though because um they did kind of a a recap with the whole like shield taking over thing like after the the women's segment and whatnot but Corey graves made some and he he did this last year too he fucking hates columbus day as he should 
Right. Because he's an educated person. And he did some mad Columbus hating. Like he made this he made this like comparison between the shield storming in and taking over everything. Oh really? To Columbus. And it was fucking hilarious. Well good. I was like, God, he was he made a really brilliant I think I think BuzzFeed did something last year where it was like the most brilliant Columbus Day clapback tweets and one of them was Corey Graves. <laughs> That's great. It was amazing. Perfect. And I can't even remember what it was, but it was so fucking funny. We had the fatal five way match between Bailey, Sasha Banks, Emma, Alicia Fox, and Dana Brooke. Marianne, what did you think of this match? Um, I texted you what I thought of this match. When did Dana Brooke get so good? Uh, well, I mean, she's had time to practice. <laughs> she hasn't been on those, TV. Those round-offs into back elbows were fucking solid. Yeah. Like, agreed. her spacing was perfect. Um, Michael Cole apparently does not know what match he's watching. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> not a fatal five-way. Um, none of Bailey's finishers are brutal enough to be convincing finishers, and I don't know why it took me this long to realize that. Uh, the the Bailey to Belly, if it's done correctly, or is it the Belly to Bailey? I can't remember. It's Bailey to Belly, I think. I mean, they've whatever. Com- Who they've cares? Completely ruined her. So yeah, it it they they ruined her, and also she got axe kicked in the face by Alicia Fox, and I fucking lost my mind. Yeah, Alicia Fox got crazy. It took kicked. up like the bottom half of my notes. Was just oh my fucking god, that's my favorite move. You know what? And- Bi- Alicia Fox was on my list, but bitch on my list again. You like just made I, the list. I love that move. It's my absolute favorite. She's psycho, but she's so good. She was great in this match. This match was actually really good, in my opinion, at least. No, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, um, man. It, it, it evenly showcased everybody. It did, but just Bailey just... Man, you know what? Bailey needs to go to SmackDown. There you go. But then at the same time, I just realized, where was Nia? Yes, where was Nia? Very interesting. Maybe they didn't want her eating a pin because they knew they wanted Emma to be... uh... Or Or she appeared at something else and they cut it out of the Hulu version. Maybe. I don't know. Who fucking knows? But uh, Emma ends up winning and she's going to face... uh... Asuka at TLC. And I knew she was going to win, not because it was already spoiled for me, but because of right at the beginning of that match, how it handled, how everybody locked up but her, and she just kind of stood there. And she was being very heel clever with how she was doing everything. Yeah. But it was really obvious at the same time. I'm like, oh, Emma's going to win this match. But I'm, I am laughed so fucking hard when Alicia eliminated Bailey. Yeah. Woo. I, with an axe kick, I fucking died. The crowd I was, was laughing uh, so hard, like to myself too. at the desk. My goodness. Yeah. Move Bailey to SmackDown, please. I think that's the best thing you could do for her. Yeah, but even then, it'll just be more stale, I think. Mm, eh. It'll be different. It, it would be different, at least. I think it would be a lot better, in my opinion. So, we're backstage with Charles again. And she says, joining me now is Kalisto. And I went, oh, my God, we're interviewing Kalisto. What are we doing? No, I was no. like, what did I say? I'm having good Lucha Will thing flashbacks. Will they never learn from the good Lucha thing? Now, here's the thing, though. It wasn't that bad. I know. I was shocked. I went, oh, no, oh, no, no. Oh, wait, this was pretty good. He uh, shouted out Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero, whose birthday it was on Monday, and said he wants to do them proud and that Enzo is uh, a fraud or something. I don't know. Agaba Gazul. I don't know what he's he said. He's a bad lucha thing. He he is a bad lucha thing, is what he <laughs> Yes. 
Thank you, Marianne. That is exactly what he said. And then we had the main event, which was the lumberjack match for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship between Kalisto and the champion Enzo Amore. Now, can we please, please talk about Corey Graves just talking over Enzo's intro? It was the greatest thing ever. And then Michael Cole telling him to relax at one point i loved noam dar plugging his ears the entire time and then when uh he says that paul was it paul bunyan had a big he blue was like dog? he had an ox dummy it wasn't a dog it was an ox <laughs> oh my god it was great and i still love that he's like tozawa you said you like me on twitter I'm not gonna say anything <laughs> i, I did that's like my that fa- and then the, just an extreme close-up of tozawa <laughs> looking really confused yeah. because he's tozawa and that's like part of his gimmick uh, I mean, this match was, uh, I guess, as good as an Enzo Amore match could be, if you really want to I, yeah, straight he up did. Say okay, it. so I do have notes on this. Kalisto was only over with the crowd by process of elimination. Like, imagine people actually being stoked for Kalisto if they actually had other options. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what, because we've got a bunch of options now. That, and he came out looking like a Dragon Ball Z character. He did. I, ha- I still hate his new music. Um, Actually, I don't know if I hate it. How much... Okay, Enzo, that match, he cannot subtly call spots. He's like John Cena. <laughs> did you notice? Yeah, yeah. It was, like, so fucking obvious, but... <laughs> there was a part where I think he like kicked Kalisto or something and he rolled right into Mustafa's arms and I was like, I feel you, Kalisto. I'd run into Mustafa Ali's arms too. He's a babe. <laughs> you just made the list. And he rolled him back in and fucking they started brawling on the outside. The Cruiserweights yeah, did. Yes. Because Arya Davari came up and um because uh I believe Enzo did something and he insulted Mustafa Ali and Mustafa Ali stood up on the side of the ring, right? Yeah. And Arya Davari pulled him down and he fucking right hooked him. Dude, yeah, he did. So brutally holy shit. Yeah. And then he broke the pin to keep Enzo from winning, and I thought that was hilarious. And I was just like, Mustafa Ali is the man of this match. And he ate a fucking wicked clothesline from Enzo. Yeah, I gotta hand it to Enzo. Enzo, that was a wicked clothesline. Um, We get a... uh, One of his finishing moves is soul food, because that pisses me off. uh, That is, I think, technically his finisher. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's his finisher, and it's a Chuck Taylor classic, and I'm so pissed. Oh, man. Corey, though. Okay, so it happens, all of that, and then uh, Kalisto does his little teeny weeny like really short Selena Del Sol. Yeah. Really tiny one. And it scares me because I think he's going to fucking snap his neck every time he does it. And he wins and Corey cannot contain himself. No, he can't. He was like, yes. Like he was, he forgot that he had a job to do. He did. He lost his mind. He um, was like, yes, yes. Another person that lost their mind was Cedric Alexander, who flew into the ring to hug Kalisto. Yeah, him which and was Mustafa adorable. Ali. And yeah, Kalisto wins the WWE Cruiserweight Championship, and that's how uh, Monday Night Raw ends. Three I, weeks in a row, the Cruiserweights are the main event on Raw. I do hand it to Enzo, though. He was like, I'll only do it if I'm the main event. And I'm like, okay, brilliant business move. Yeah. One. Um. Looking back on it, though, I honestly thought Kalisto was already signed to the Cruiserweights. Uh, he wasn't. He was just moved to Monday Night Raw, and then they never put him on the Cruiserweight show. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Was he on I feel SmackDown? Like he was. Or was he on SmackDown? No. Do you know what it was? He, I 
feel like he and uh, Neville had a match, and if Neville lost to Kalisto, then the entire cruiserweight division would go to SmackDown. I think that's what it was. I could be incredibly wrong, but um, I feel like that's right. Oh, and he also won with the uh, Serena de Sol off the top rope, which was great. Yeah, it was fucking brilliant. It was very, very cool. I'm trying to see here. He was moved to the Raw brand April 10th. So that's why he was in uh, April 10th. Man, that was that was a while ago. So there you go. I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> so that was Raw. Uh, Marion, you got to take it away on SmackDown here because... Uh... Yes, I do. Um, I'm like trying to like one-handedly tr- find the Columbus Day tweet that fucking Corey Graves did because it was so goddamn funny. Um, it opens with the Usos. Yes. Um, and they call out the New Day, and what happens was they basically do a truce, or oh. they call for a truce, and of course the New Day goes, the Oos? Call for, is this an Oos truce? And they <laughs> immediately turned it into a Dr. Seuss novel. Perfect. Um, shout outs, there was a guy in the uh, sitting ringside in a Germany shirt. Um, and then, so they're talking for a bit, and they're like, just being classic banter with them, and then... Um, I don't get hyped. I stay hyped. You know it, bro. I'm crying. You just <laughs> like, made the list. Mojo Rally and Zack Ryder comes out, and Mojo's got the mic, not Zack. Zack's wearing a total cartoon villain cape with the tall collar like he's fucking Ty Dillinger or something. And fucking one of the Usos insults my mojo and said, you got to get to the back of the line. You're standing at the sidelines like you were for your almost your, your full NFL career. And I went, you fucking watch your goddamn mouth. <laughs> you don't slander that sweet, sweet man. Um, <laughs> and so he comes out and he's just being mojo. He's great on the mic. He's fucking excellent. And then uh, Chad Gable comes out and says, no, we beat you and we keep beating you so you can get your asses to the back of the line. And I said, fuck you, Chad. Your team came out of fucking nowhere. Hype bros were here before you so you can fuck off. P.S. I love you, Mojo. Um, but basically, it's just all these tag teams come out. But the most important one is next. Brizongo came out. Yes. And the the Usos kept going. Nah, you get to the back of the line. And then they said, Brizongo, you could get to the back of the line. And Xavier interrupts him and goes, Nah, nah, Brizongo's cool. <laughs> He's like, they're like insulting every single tag team. And then Xavier's like, no, no, Brizongo's cool. And then the Usos are like, yeah, I actually love Fashion Files. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And my biggest note is just, I was so excited that the Hypers were included in the first 15 minutes of SmackDown. <laughs> and then Daniel Bryan. So like all the tag teams come out, even the Ascension. Yeah, I went there. Came the out Ascension. and then Daniel Bryan comes out. And for some reason, Daniel Bryan is just angry as shit for some reason. I have no idea why. Probably because of what happened to Shane on Sunday. He was just angry Danny B. And he does not talk good when he's angry Danny B. Oh, wow. He just kind of sounds like he doesn't know how to be mad. But he was like, get out of my ring. Like he wow. stormed in and it was like, why are you so pissed at them? He was like... I'm congratulating you because you guys had a great match, but get out of my ring. And he was like such an asshole. But then he announced that it was going to be a fatal four-way for new contenders. Yeah. And that it was going to happen right then. Right then. Yeah. And I personally think just looking at it, I was like, well, all these other tag teams have been around for a while. And Chad and Shelton just kind of appeared. And yeah, they've been winning but they haven't been a thing for nearly long enough. So I don't think that just winning since you appeared counts as being at the front of the line. Um, That being said, okay. Chad Gable did a combo into a submission move 
that was super slick and fucking awesome. Nice. And his moonsault is fucking beautiful. Yeah, he has a really good moonsault. It's so beautiful. And so the whole – it was actually a, a pretty good match. Um, Mojo just improves. I just watch him the whole time. It's also kind of hard to not watch him because he's wearing neon green. Yeah. Um, but everybody who's included in the match it was a great match. The Ascension did great. Um, they did a really good job as that tag team, Gable and Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Fucking fantastic job, and they end up winning. And I had to go, okay, okay. They did really good, but they're still not my Mojo Rally. <laughs> they, I believe, they got the pin on looks like fandango yeah i believe it was fandango yes but they did some crazy shit and it was great um after that there was a segment in the back with natalia oh goody yay and then lana came in and then tamina came in and then carmella appeared and then charlotte came in and natty was like why the long boo-boo face charlotte did you disapp- did you betray your like pathetic father again and Charlotte fucking took her out. It looked like a shoot. Oh, my God. It was some brilliant camera work, but she knocked that bitch out. (laughs) Great. Like, it was... I don't even... It was really good. She fucking shook her. That She, like, knocked her fucking out. Like, it was, like, a right hook elbow right to the fucking face. Like, down. And it was so quick. Like, there was no messy hair pulling or anything. It was just decked her in the fucking face. (laughs) Wow. It was crazy. But then they were, like, fighting, and all the women were like... Like, all crazy. And then Becky Lynch came out of nowhere. And then... All the rest were, like, pulling the other women out of the way, but then letting Charlotte beat the shit out of Natty. Because, sure, why not? Yeah, why not? Um, But, yeah, so that was a thing. Charlotte's pissed, as she should be. Um, And then after that was just, they talked about Big Breakfast, and I don't give a shit because I fucking hate him. The United um, States champion, Big Breakfast. I'll, I'll get you. to I'll get to that. Um, he does some funny, doofy shit later. Um, there was a match, a pointless match between Carmella and Becky, and man, I don't care. I didn't care, and I still don't care. Um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn segment, yes. which everyone's been waiting for because so, they haven't made an appearance, and they apparently have a locker room together where it's like a sign with yes, them together now. I saw that. That's amazing. So you did watch this. I movie. watched this because if there was one thing I wanted to watch, it was this. Um, My favorite thing was just Kevin Owens saying, Shane McMahon is gone, and he is never coming back. And the first thing that came into my thought was Smeagol in The Lord of the Rings, where he says, leave now and never come back back and he's like shrieking it at his alter ego uh kevin owens talks about his own guardian angel Sami Zayn. oh my god and he says i i love that it's all completely turned around and uh, owens realizes his new purpose is to make smackdown his own personal paradise kevin's heaven kevin's heaven dude exaggerate a little bit more don't you <laughs> good god it was like is, is this gimmick turning into a born-again christian because what is going on and he introduces his best friend and guardian angel, Sami Zayn. And uh, man, this is uh, this is great. I thought this was a very good segment. Uh, Sami Zayn says a lot of truths that I thought he would say. He says a lot of truths, but then he also kind of twists some things about like the whole Shane thing. And I was like, "Fuck, Sami is so faced that I actually had to really try to see the logic, like the pure, complete logic in what he was saying." Yeah, like I actually tried because I was like, "Oh, he's supposed to be healed, but I still feel like he's going to be right." Like 
Sami Zayn can't be Miz. Miz is the only person that can be heel and right at all times. Yeah. So. So uh, this is it was just a great segment. You can they they put it up on their YouTube page. It's really great. Uh, Sammy calls Kevin o- Kevin Owens his brother, not just his friend or his enemy or his rival, his brother. Um, and I think the whole the th- one of the things that he brought up was Sammy warning him about going to face Kevin Owens and Shane just he did brush him off I did think that he was did. a strange segment at, when it first it was like yeah I got it don't worry about it I was like what but That's... if Smackdown has anything it's consistency with plot yeah so you mean I mean when I say that because they're not very consistent with that is they tie things together nicely yes or they've been known to do that before so uh they hug each other and it's great here we are best friends back together again good stuff and that's really all i have to say about smack and they hugged it out they did they um after out. that um was a shinshin and orton versus ruru and aiden <laughs> it was a match um shinshin and orton won they team very well together very well and like we have said multiple times we forgot randy orton was good yes we forget um, that there was a time. yeah there was a Luke Harper and a and an Eric Rowan Ah uh, yes they are um they they have a a new name I believe they're going by They're carrying sledgehammers but they're like big viking sledgehammers Um I believe let me uh, the new name is announced too let me find it I just can't remember But their teaser was so awkwardly and cheaply edited or produced like luke harper's a good speaker but the way that it was put together made him look like a terrible speaker (laughs) and it pissed me off i was watching it going you're better than this brody you're better than this the bludgeon brothers good lord they're going to bludgeon people and they are also blood related (laughs) i don't know it's a pun. Oh no! <laughs> Bludgeon Brothers. All right. I mean, okay. We apparently like this is what we give them. All right. Uh, Whatever. Just get them back on TV. Jesus. Like, where's Luke Harper been? He hasn't been on my TV. I'll tell you that much. Uh, yeah. Well, I miss him. Um, after that was Bobby Roode. Um, of Christmas Present. Yeah. I guess. Um, that's what form he was in. Uh, Dolph came out obviously to no music or he started to, um, and he basically said like, you didn't win fairly. And my note was, wait, is Dolph Ziggler right? I didn't see hell in a cell, but you can't answer that because you didn't watch SmackDown. Um, I can't answer that. He was right. If he didn't win fairly, cause it's true. He pulled the tights. He, he just went off on a bunch of stuff and was doing his classic, like, Ziggler, like, bitching and moaning about stuff. But I didn't know, like, who was right in that situation because I didn't watch Hell in a Cell. Right. But Corey Graves pulled a Mauro Ronaldo and did a really complicated sports analogy. Um, like overly complicated. Um, so they just like argued and back and forth and Bobby Roode was like, okay, come fight me now. And Dolph Ziggler like took his hair down and he like walked out and he was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And I was like, damn, his hair is glorious. His hair is real long. It's like as long as mine was before. Not, not now. My hair is really long now, but it was, it's pretty long. Fried, mind you, too. That's probably why it looks so nice. But, um, Baron Corbin, it cuts to that. And it's him walking backstage with his belt, his shiny new toy. Um, what a fucking belt mark. He is walking around holding it 
and literally stopping in front of every backstage person's face and just with a snide look on his face, looking hella stupid and just hanging the belt in their face. Like, look at me. I have a belt. Yeah. Up to, like, look random at his... people. And they're looking at him going, what the fuck? I don't care. <laughs> like... Look at his belt. He has a belt. And he's holding it really awkwardly like he doesn't know how to hold a belt. Well, he hasn't had one before, so. He's also an asshole and doesn't care to know how to hold one. Yeah, fair. Um, he, but he's walking around and I just thought it was so funny because he looked so doofy. He was just carrying it and then he would stop. In front of her, he would, like, walk up to a random person really awkward and then just stand there all quietly with the belt with this look on his face like, look, aren't you impressed by my belt? And it was just so dumb and childish. <laughs> but um, he had uh, basically a rematch with AJ Styles. And it started off as, like, a match. And then after he did um, – he um, got out of a calf crusher. Right after that, that match got rough as fuck and, like, in a good way. Like, it was really good. Good. Like, he, like, AJ fucking, well, AJ just sells, like, no other, but he was, like, fucking killing AJ, and it, like, it got, like, real rough, and he ended up winning again, but it wasn't, like, a, like, a, like, it, it, that move and going into his finisher warranted a win. It wasn't just like, oh, you know, it was just like the right, build up to right. that made sense that he won yeah. kind of thing. It wasn't just like kind of out of nowhere. It was obvious. Like it was, it was fairly won in my mind, at least right. I was keep in mind. I was probably half ass watching it. I did just notice it got significantly rougher after that moment, but I hate Baron Corbin. So, and obviously since today's Wednesday, we couldn't watch NXT, but that was the end of SmackDown. That was the end of SmackDown. It ended with big banter, big, ba- the banteriest man. So we got questions. The banteriest. We got questions from the facebook most of them are from calvin and uh calvin's first question um he actually asked last week but uh we didn't see it so apologies to him so we will answer it now calvin wants to know why all the hate on the undertaker you want me to uh yes please take that because my hatred of the undertaker is caught from you so once upon a time calvin (laughs) let me level with you i've in my entire life I have only really cared about The Undertaker once. And uh, I will take you back to, I wonder what year this was. Um, I'm going to say it was, oh man, maybe 96, 90, no, it's probably like 94. And it was, um, (laughs) this is so great. I'm trying to, and I'm trying to remember what year it was. It was a Survivor Series. And uh, Lex Lex Luger, he needed uh, some people for his Survivor Series team. And he had the Steiners. And he was trying to find somebody else to join to join his team. And out came The Undertaker. And The Undertaker cuts this promo basically saying that the foreigners will rest in peace. And he opens his, uh, his jacket. It was 1993. There we go. I wasn't that far off. And he has like the old American flag like under his jacket, like the um I want to say what sixteen stars because you know he's undead, so he's been around for a while. Uh, anyway, that's the only time I really ever cared about the Undertaker. Uh, besides that, I I don't know a guy that doesn't sell, kind of boring. 
Uh, American Badass Undertaker was all right. Uh, had the, one of the worst theme songs I've ever heard in my entire life. I don't know. I've just never really cared for The Undertaker, and I feel like he stuck around um, at least one to two WrestleManias more than he should have. Um, yeah. Uh, I feel like he um, cost some people their jobs, mainly Mike Awesome. Um, I believe he said that uh, Mike Awesome couldn't work, which is... Uh, not true. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much the story. I just don't, just don't like The Undertaker. I respect The Undertaker and I've, I've said as much on other podcasts, but yeah, just don't care. Don't care about The Undertaker. Uh, had a great career. I'm glad he's gone. Uh, just don't, I don't care. There you go. I don't care either. He bores me and I completely see it. Like I, I look at him and because I guess I didn't watch him like way back when, I'm just like, how is this even remotely believable? Well, obviously it's not supposed to be believable because wrestling isn't wrestling and you know. Right. But I look at him, I'm like, this dude's fucking ancient. He's terrible. I'm fucking bored. Like this spooky gimmick is bullshit. So I just like, I just don't. And I don't think I even would have, I don't even think I would have liked it when I was younger either. And don't get me wrong, Calvin, the ministry was awesome. That gimmick was really cool where he was like turning people and he had the APA and he had minion and he had all the, like the B he had like B and C list guys with him and they became like B and A list guys because they were with the undertaker and it was a cool, like a cult gimmick. It was fun, but I mean, I just, I don't, I don't know. Like I don't care. So there you go. That's why I dislike the undertaker. I uh, found my Corey Graves tweet. You found it. What is it? It says, remember kids, you get today off from school because Christopher Columbus got fucking lost. <laughs> Uh, he's not wrong Calvin also asks is there any way to fix Nakamura after not one but two trash losses to gender uh, has the WWE damaged Nakamura's stock with those losses no they haven't um, do I think it's shitty that he's lost twice in a row to gender yes it's very dumb but I, I mean I don't know where we're going with this gender thing but I've heard rumors that he might be the champion until Wrestlemania which would be crazy because our champ our world champions right now are Brock Lesnar and gender Mahal <laughs> would you ever think I mean the gender gimmick it's almost to the point where if he loses where does he go I mean, yeah, he gets the rematch, but where does he go after that? So they've kind of almost painted themselves into a corner where they want to open that um, that Indian market. Like they want to, they want that to be like a big thing. But but they're holding they're holding him there because they didn't think about a plan after they did it. No, they're like, here, okay, let's get make him champion. Then they're like, oh shit, we don't know what to do from now. So they get, like from here on out. So. Because if they took it off him now, he would be fucking nothing and they would just release him again. I just, I would like this to go, at this point, you gotta go for the long, cause I mean, just, just imagine how great it's gonna be when somebody finally beats him. That is true. I mean, this is fine. It's long-term storytelling where it's just like, he is a heel and people dislike him in general. So it's, it's fine. I'm, I'm fine with it. I don't think it damages Nakamura. Nakamura is fine. I would not really worry about it. Let Jinder have his slick suits. Yes. Man, he better keep them slick suits after he loses the title. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Um, Calvin also asks, where would you like to see Neville since he's apparently leaving? Oh, boy, Marianne. What a what a juicy story this is. 
I so, know. Uh, I think the Jimmy Jacobs one is pretty juicy too. Oh well, well, we will we'll mention that immediately after this. So apparently on Monday Night Raw, it was scheduled to be Neville taking on Enzo in the main event in a lumberjack match, and Neville was scheduled to lose. So apparently Neville said, "You know what? I'm not gonna do that," and then he just left. So he has apparently quit. Uh, as of this recording, I don't think anything has really been reported if he is if it's official that he has been let go, but yeah. Um not good. Didn't wait, but didn't when he beat up Enzo that one time, it did say that you would never get a chance in the title and also you would be fired, right? Who said that? It was in the clause that Enzo had. Oh, that you he would also be fired? Yeah, didn't wasn't that what he was hanging over everybody's head? I don't that you would get fired? I don't think so. I think it was just that he he may they that might be part of it. But I I'm both this is bittersweet to me because I I could tell and I said this last time you can tell Neville respects his craft. And yes. I would be pissed too because Enzo is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. He's just a piece of like Jesus is a garbage human too. Like I'm pretty sure he's not as garbage as Baron Corbin, but he's still pretty garbage. Yeah. So I don't know. Where would you like to see him? Oh man. Uh in progress. Hands down. I actually I messaged Courtney last night and I said I'm down for a a Pac, which was uh Neville's name before he was Neville. Yeah. I'm down for a Pac progress rung. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um I mean wherever he goes, he's gonna make a lot of money, I'll tell you that much. But I think uh progress is where I would like to see him end up. But who knows because of the WWE ties with them. True. So who knows? I think that would be great. I think just making a surprise appearance at PWG would be awesome. I would cry. Um, I think the the Young Bucks tweeted just a picture of a Bullet Club shirt at him. Yes. New Japan then, would be fun. Yeah. And then uh, Chuck Taylor tweeted just a picture of Hard on Eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, we'll... Um, We'll see what uh what happens there with that. And then the Jimmy Jacobs thing is just very upsetting. What do you think about that? Do you think that's that's what happened or let's just recap it first for so, who don't know. Um apparently who Jimmy Jacobs is shame on you. Well yeah, Jimmy Jacobs, former uh ROH wrestler, uh former wrestling society ex wrestler, uh singer songwriter. The flood. Yes. So, I mean, he uh lead guitarist of every band I liked in high school. Yes. He took a he took a <laughs> picture with the the Bullet Club because that when we the we had the Bullet Club invasion, um they were right across the street from WWE. So, he went over and saw his friends and took a picture and I either he posted, he posted or did it just surface online? I don't know, but how weird was it to see him with normal hair? It was very normal. It was very normal. That was the weirdest <laughs> thing about that picture. So, I mean, uh, I don't know. I feel like he and he got fired apparently because of it was unprofessional. Um, he posted he, he posted some funny things. Uh, let me see if I can find them. Uh, the WWE is like that possessive boyfriend that's like i told you not to talk to your ex yeah if you talk to your ex i'll fucking dump you even though it's an ex you had 10 years ago in high school that you're still friends with kind of thing yeah like that actually happened to me in real life i got dumped because i like an ex-boyfriend of mine like messaged me like 
on Facebook and my ex-boyfriend would like log into my Facebook and he found it and then he dumped me when I was away on a trip. He was like, I saw you were talking to Trevor and I was like, I haven't dated Trevor in like six years. Wow. And then he dumped me. Yeah, that was lovely. So Jimmy Jacobs, he says, at first I saw this online and I thought maybe Jimmy Jacobs died because Jimmy Jacobs was trending on Twitter at one point along with uh, basically... He was just trending with baseball players, basically, because the uh, playoffs are going on right now. And then he said, uh, but then I saw the news. If the news is true, you should buy the new shirt available at prowrestlingtees.jimmyjacobs.com. And it's just a shirt. It says Daily Bulletin, and it says Unprofessional. And it says the Zombie Prince makes anticipated return? Question mark. And it's Jimmy Jacobs with a band of hooligans and it's like a news article shirt. So uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I if think he's that's been... fucking hysterical. It's pretty funny that he's at least made a, made a, a shirt, maybe like some money off of it. I don't know. Um, but very strange. So I don't know what to make of that. Um, yeah, that's so funny to me though. Honestly. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Wendell asks, uh, New Japan is holding a junior tag tournament. Who wins it? Will it be Roppongi Vice, a Suzuki Gun team, Taguchi and ACH, or someone else? Um, hmm. I don't know, because it's single elimination. I think Roppongi will at least get to the semifinals, if not the finals. I actually wouldn't be surprised because they've, they just won the titles. Maybe they'll put him up in the finals and then they'll lose to whoever is in the finals and then they'll, you know, have a match or something. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't really looked at this. You know what? Fuck it. Bushi and, uh, Hiramu Takahashi. They are going to win it. That's what I'm saying. Los Ingobernables. And how dare you, Wendell, not even include them in your little... Yeah, fuck you, Wendell. Or someone else. There's someone else to you, Wendell? My goodness. And he also asks, uh, we get some more information um, about that weird um, promo for Switchblade, who apparently is a wrestler that is coming to New Japan. I still think it's Sammy Callahan. Because Sammy Callahan was in Switchblade Conspiracy with Dean Ambrose. I mean, yeah, that too. What a throwback that was. That as well. So, I mean, I still think it's Sammy Callahan. And uh, this com- this prediction comes to you from the man who said Dolph Ziggler should come out to no music and wear black tights. And who also thought that Rapongi 3K was going to be the Tempura Boys. And I was two for two. So take that marks did i mention you guys that john was really excited about that Dolph ziggler thing good because <laughs> i was correct and it happened it was good stuff good stuff so indeed um i think that's it for us this week yeah you got anything else yeah, i think so uh leo rush made his debut on nxt i'm kind of sad we didn't get to uh review that his actual debut yes against um um uh, yep velveteen dream i forgot his name for half a second patrick clark Yes, Patrick Clark. Uh, but uh, I'm. Um, it looked pretty good, so good for him. Yeah, that's it. So well, of course it was good. But yeah, yeah, Leo Rush, come on, it's good stuff. They need to. They need to rush him up to the cruiserweight division. Oh, I see what you did there. But, all right, so he's the cruisery cruise. I yeah, can't even say it. He's the cruisery. Cru- forget it. <laughs> We both failed on that one. So you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice. And you can follow Marianne on Twitter. 
Sailor Moon Salt. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Tornado Tag Radio and give us a five-star review as well. That would be amazing. And subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Shout out to Finally North. They do our music. Finallynorth.com or soundcloud.com slash finallynorth. Notlg.spreadshirt.com is the place to find our merchandise. Please uh, support us. Put one of our shirts on your upper body and enjoy it. I don't know. Support TTR and all the other podcasts. <laughs> Become a Patreon. Patreon.com slash NOTLG. Shout out to Chris. Shout out to Mike. Shout out to everybody who uh, donates to us. We appreciate that. Um, join us again next week. We're going to talk about oh, stuff. And shit. Marianne forgot something. Ah, you forgot to remind me about my top yes. ten list. Yes, I did. All right, I have it pulled up. So now that I've done all the plugs... <laughs> Now that I've done all the plugs, now I got all that out of the way. Here's the bonus stuff that you guys really want because I ended up watching a bunch of progress as I stated last week. So my my uh, top ten is updated, and here here it is as followed: number ten is uh, Takahashi, number nine is Michael Elgin, number eight is Trent Seven, number seven is Mark Andrews. Number six is Okada. Uh, number five is Tetsuya Naito. Number four is Matt Riddle. Number three is Tyler Bate. Tyler, Tyler Bate. Na 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 na. Yep. Number two is uh, Pete Pete Dunn. And number one, with still a, a slight, slight lead over Pete Dunn, is. Kenneth Omega. Did it change really? It did a little bit, just okay. a tad. So I mean, you've been if you... watching CCK matches. Yes, I have been watching CCK matches. I be- I very much are enjoy you... CCK. Good, you are a best boy. Uh, Kid Lycos is great. I actually really like Kid Lycos. Kid Lycos is great. Uh, Chris Brooks is nice to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh... I will say you said you said that it didn't really seem to change much. Um, I will say Volta has made his way into my uh, top 20. Good. And uh, Travis Banks is uh, almost in the top 10. So, yeah. That's um, good. How great was that picture of him, though? The one that uh, was retweeted of him? Oh, yeah. oh God. That was amazing. <laughs> All right. So uh, there's only one thing left to do. So, Marianne, if you will. Ring the bell, motherfucker. This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit notlg.com.